0: It's a speakeasy Christmas! And here to tell us what that means exactly is uh, actor, raconteur, and now curator of the Burko speakeasy, Adrian Scarborough. Um, how does a speakeasy become Christmas? Is it lots of alcohol, eggnog, and rum punch?
1: Uh, yes, exactly, all of those things, and that's just while I'm editing it all together.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 15th year, number 731 Burko Speakeasy Christmas. a decade now, the Burko Speakeasy has celebrated the art of the short story in live performances at the King's Arms Pub in Berkhamsted, England, about a half-hour's train ride from London's Euston Station. Like everything else in this year of COVID, the Speakeasy has gone virtual, which means that wherever you are in the world, you can enjoy this year's special Burko Speakeasy festive favorites in your home starting this Wednesday, December 16th. Our old friend Adrian Scarborough has been curating the Speakeasy for several years now, taking over from his wife and former RSC stage manager Rose Scarborough. And Adrian and I chatted about the Speakeasy's many challenges and pleasures.
1: Our Speakeasy this year is going to be very, very different because of COVID, and because usually it would be a live event. And so everybody will come and they will sit in uh, in the King's Arms in Berkhamsted, which is very, very lovely. They have a wonderful room upstairs called the Green Room, which um, everybody sits in and gets themselves a, a drink. And then the speakeasy actors all come on and we all do our fun and festive thing. And generally speaking, what happens is it's different from an ordinary speakeasy, which is just a series of short stories told by the actors uh, so people can listen to stories out loud um and it also celebrates the sort of short story form really which is why it was set up in the first place just so that authors of short stories actually got to be heard um but in the christmas speakeasy what tends to happen is we just do something fun and festive which usually involves me slaving away because i'm not much of a writer um adapting various scripts and you know, bits and pieces and that sort of thing. And, uh, and then sort of throwing it together into a fun and festive event. Um, so we get poetry at a Christmas speakeasy and we get uh, some, uh, we often get uh, some good stories. But, but usually at a speakeasy, you get an individual telling a story. But at a Christmas speakeasy, the chances are you will get three people all telling a story together. Uh, so it sort of looks a bit more active and fun and, you know, that kind of thing. So we've done the Nutcracker and we've done, we actually did the whole of Christmas Carol. Every word of a Christmas Carol split up for three voices. Wow. But we did the whole thing. Yeah. And pretty that was pretty fantastic. What have we done? We've done uh, Red Rider. And this last year we did the Nutcracker. Because people don't really know the real story of the Nutcracker. No, we don't. I've been in
0: the ballet several times, but
1: I didn't know there was a story to tell. I remember your memorable seven-headed rat. But yes, the story of the Nutcracker is actually, it's rather terrific and really dark and macabre, as you'd expect with all of those sorts of characters involved. So, yeah. um, But yes, basically, it's just a fun and festive way for us to raise some money uh, for, you know, deserving charities over christmas and invariably uh, writers fall into that category so um well yeah where our money will be going this year well, um is the king's arms the one just up from the train station near the bridge no the king's arms is on the high street yes. uh, and it's sort of off uh, it's just a couple of doors up from the crown so you get a nice run of pubs no, but it's the posher. It's, you know, it's the... Yeah. Uh, as as befitting Burk- an event like this. glassy watering hole of Berkhamstead. In fact, I shudder at their prices. <laughs> um,
0: how did the... Uh, uh, I, I noticed that the Berkho spe- Speakeasy just started following me on Twitter, and I see that they've been on Twitter oh. for eight years. Um, you've been doing... You started this a while ago, the Speakeasy.
1: Well, to be fair, I didn't. Um, It was, in fact, my wife and uh, her friend, Liz Penny, and also a very good author, Julie Mayhew, Mm. um, who they all sat down one day together and were bemoaning the fact that uh, short story authors didn't get a look in. Um, And and also that people had stopped sort of reading out loud. Mm. And Everybody thought that that was, the three of them thought that that was terribly sad, that people didn't actually just read stories to one another anymore. And so purely on a whim, they thought they'd put on this evening just as a one off, really. And it went down so well and became such a popular hit um that now they well they sort of do it quarterly so for 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 a year uh, if we can manage it julie's taken a back seat now because partly because uh, her writing career has kind of taken off and she does a lot more of that um and also because it's an awful lot of work uh, and i kind of got drafted in just because i knew a lot of actors and could bribe them into getting on a train and coming to berkhamsted
0: You know, you can count on one hand and have fingers left over the number of good things that have come out of this pandemic and quarantine, but one of them is that the speakeasy is now um, uh, virtual um, in your hands this year, so we've been able to watch the first one, and I think, is this just the second one, the the Christmas special?
1: No, this will be the third. third, right, good. yes, and what the joy of that is that, of course, we can cast our net incredibly wide, including, of course, across great oceans and continents. Yes, Um, you
0: you fabulous American guest star joining you for the speaking Christmas. So
1: we've got fabulous, uh, you know, actors from all over the world, um, not least uh, from Chicago. Uh, You know, huge stars just popping in and doing a little bit of fun fun stuff for us which is just such a a joy and a treat but also I have to say people in this country who don't live anywhere near Berkhamsted and would never be able to kind of just come up for you know essentially to read a 20-minute story for you know a a bunch of people in a pub um, because they live in Cornwall or you know in Manchester or something like that so it's been great to actually have those people along for the ride as well that's been lovely.
0: Now, you, you, you say you're not much of a writer, but you have
1: done some writing. Um, yeah, but, I, I'm, but, but I wouldn't consider myself a professional, really. But, yes, I have done some writing, and, um, and I do enjoy it very much. It's incredibly time-consuming because I'm yeah. not very quick. Um, yes, I'm a, you know, I'm, a, I'm a slow coach when it comes to putting pen to paper, but I do enjoy it, and, uh, and I've done a little bit over COVID. That's been good. Uh, and I've done some adapting and I've adapted a, 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 a play for the stage, one of Alan Bennett's short stories, which was due to be put on mm. um, this last year. But unfortunately, because of COVID, it didn't happen. So oh. we're still hoping um, it will come to fruition at some point, Yeah. You know, Well, I
0: that I think it's lovely. You know, Dee's been doing louder than a mom here in Chicago for a variety of years, and there is something very personal, manageable, dare I say, reduced about a short story that um, that's that's. I don't. It packs a lot of punch. You get a lot of bang for your for your time commitment.
1: Indeed. Yes. And that's another thing actually that that's happened over COVID is that I've been asked to do, I've been asked to write a few articles. Uh, I wrote an article about, uh, about our new dog and about our dog that died. Uh, and I was asked to do, um, an article for a book about what actors and creatives get up to in lockdown, which I thought was a great idea. So I wrote a scene about me being up at the allotment, um, which was called Duologue for One, um, and it was just a it was a one-sided conversation between me and a passerby about the allotment and all the things that were going on. Yeah. And it was
0: and it was less of a work of creative imagination and more just transcribing what actually goes on. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: As you talk to yourself,
1: all I- imagination required.
0: I've been in so I've been in the house so long now with D just the two of us but I still don't know yet whether she's talking to the cats me or herself or on the phone it's hard to know indeed Eric Essex, contemporary jazz artist with a new album out called Birmingham. You can check me out at www.ericessex.net and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? Right now, the only place to see the remote Shakespeare Company is online. We've created a brand new page at our website, reducedshakespeare.com, and a playlist on our YouTube page, where right this second, you can watch us perform many of our epic abridgments from the comfort of your own shelter. And starting this Friday, December 18th, you can also stream our audio production of A Little Dickens' The Complete Christmas Carol Abridged at our website, ReduceShakespeare.com. You can also grab your own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin, and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. And now back to my conversation with Adrian Scarborough talking about the Christmas edition of the Burko Speakeasy, which is available to stream starting this Wednesday, December 16th. Is putting together a, a, a speakeasy event more difficult in quarantine because you're editing it all the time, or it's harder to finagle, or there's the technological things, or is it more fun and freeing?
1: It's a bit of both, really. I'm not very... uh, I'm a bit of a technophobe, and uh, but Rose, uh, who did the first speakeasy uh, in lockdown, uh, we sort of did it together, but she did most of the editing and and bringing it all uh, to the screen. And I watched her very, very closely and thought, well, I could have a go at doing a bit of that. So... um, so I did the second one and I've done the Christmas one uh, purely and simply essentially because I've had a very very good teacher mm. um she's you know she's just she's just not frightened of things like that but now I'm really really getting into it and I love the whole I love snipping I snip away and I shave things off and I you know and now I'm starting to sort of get a little bit more confident with it I've started we did originally we just sort of thought a sing it would be how it would be on stage. So it would just be a single shot of somebody say telling a story. Um, but obviously for the Christmas one, we've tried to make it a little bit more fun and entertaining. And um, uh, so we've got groups of three. We've got uh, additional shots in things which we've plopped in. Uh, we've got a little bit of fun going on in the garden. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, I do find that. I mean, I,
0: I I do love having finished a video edit, but it's so it's not difficult, but it's time consuming. It's 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 long, and I found that editing this podcast and and sort of working on Twitter has helped my writing immensely because it showed me on a weekly sort of daily basis how little you need to convey an idea. Yes, you know um, how Absolutely. you. Even more so than just my career, reducing things.
1: <laughs> and, and have you? ended, what I love about it as well is the creativity that one brings to it. That that I just didn't even consider uh, at the beginning. That actually, it's a lot of fun. Well, I, you, I saw it as a chore, and it stopped being a chore, and it's actually fun.
0: Yeah. Well, you're you're drunk with power, aren't you? Because you can snip away. Going, we don't really need that, do we? Mm-hmm
1: don't need any more of her. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. There's a whole section at the end where everybody, where we all sort of come together for a curtain call and everybody sort of sends us a video of them clapping. One actor who's been working away from home and he's promised and promised that he would do it for me. Um, But unfortunately he's had to do it in his hotel room because there's nowhere else festive that he's allowed to go.
0: Right. because They're I'm, all,
1: um, you know, working in lockdown conditions, essentially. So he has to be very careful where he goes and films. So he said, all I've got in the background, he said, I have got a woolly hat, so I'll put my woolly hat on. But but unfortunately, it will be just a background with um, with, with a rather dull <laughs> hotel room in the back. Do you think
0: that when um, we're allowed to gather again, the speakeasy will move back to a full-on live in-person event? Or will you mix it up with some of these edited international speakeasies?
1: Well, my hunch is that we will will move back into the king's arms as quickly as our little legs can carry us. Because... Um, everybody's missed it so much. We, you know, people stop me in town and sort of say, you know, isn't it sad and isn't it awful that we've not all been able to get together? And I know people have missed it like crazy. But maybe what will happen, and here's a thought, would be that we could actually film one. Mm. So we could actually shoot a live event and maybe put that out in a way uh, where, you know, people people on in other parts of the world because it's been watched in Nepal, it's been watched in Australia, you know, in America. It's, you know, it would be lovely to think that it had um, a wider scope.
0: That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. To watch this year's Burko Speakeasy festive favorites go to burco-speakeasy.co.uk. The cost is only 10 pounds and all the money goes to charity. Adrian Scarborough's in it, I'm in it, and a lot of talented recognizable faces are in it. It's the next best thing to being in an English pub. Then send us your fun and festive traditions via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, and you can follow the Burko Speakeasy on Twitter too, at Burko Speakeasy. Thanks as always to Master of the Green Screen, Matthew Croak, Web Services by Ginger Power Limited, Music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Lisa Peterson, no reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Eric Essex, whose album of holiday favorites, My Gift to You, is in our annual family rotation, a few of which you've been listening to, and is available to stream on Spotify or for purchase at his website, Eric Essex. That's Eric with a C, Essex with a S-I-X, Eric Essex.net. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, stay home, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 731, 2193 one hundred and ninety-thirds of the Reduced Shakespeare Company.
1: A rule here, which is that um, in order to go to a pub now, you have to have a substantial meal. And of course that means that the pub has to have a kitchen and has to provide substantial meals, which lots of our pubs can't because they're just too small or they don't have the manpower to be able to do that. So my favorite pub and your favorite pub in this wonderful town, The Rising Sun, is still closed. So they've still not been able to open poor things and um, I'm missing them terribly.
0: Listen, here's, here's my holiday toast to you and all my Burko friends. Bless you. Cheers. Cheers. And many more. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, after bios, email newsletters, and so much less. So much less. So much less.